This podcast is brought to you by Paris Chevrolet. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring my podcast. I love the guys over at Paris Chevrolet. They are huge supporters of the podcast. They are huge fans of a lot of the stuff that I do. I've done some work with them. I love working with those guys. They're so much fun. They're so exciting. If you guys ever have a new car need or a used car need, go check out Paris Chevrolet. Stop by, talk to the guys. They'll give you a, a whole lot of information. They have a lot of cool features on their vehicles, and they're just overall a good, be, a good group of people to hang out with. Go check them out. Welcome to another Paris, Texas, a podcast. This is a podcast where you get to listen to people's stories, people that have either influenced or lived in the city of Paris, Texas. I love hearing their stories, and I can't wait for you to hear the next guest. All right, this week's guest has been a, a friend of mine for a while. I've known him for a bit. We're both involved in the community, and uh, we love doing things for a community. He's had a few heavy, huge roles in, in the community as far as boards and seats that he's had. Uh, Steven Gerald, what's up? Hey, it's raining. It's raining. It <laughs> is raining today. Um, so to, if, for everyone who might not know you, put a face with a name. How would they know you? Um, so I have, uh, I've been in Paris for about 12 years. I've been during that whole time. I'm, fin- I'm a financial advisor. So a lot of folks might know me through my job. Okay. Uh, I've worked with United way. I've worked with the chamber of commerce and several, several boards over my years. So, uh, whether it be through work or church or my boards that I've been on, that's, that's how someone might know me. Awesome. Awesome. So the first question, for that was a question, but the second question I always ask, where are you from? I'm from Nacogdoches, Texas. Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches, Texas. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I was born and raised, um, went to Stephen F. Austin even. So So how far is that from here? Oh, so I guess the way we always say it in Texas, right, is by a number of hours. So I think it's three to three and a half hours drive. Okay. I don't, I don't drive down there too much anymore. So no family so, there? No, they all left. They all left. Yeah. So how long were you there? I was born, moved away for a couple of years, and then back when I was four. So let's just see. Let's say consistently from four till I graduated college. So oh. that was about 18 years or so. Oh, awesome. So, so a good, yeah. a good while. Yep. So what was your thing? Like, what did you do? What did I do yeah, as like, a kid? Or, yeah. Like, do, uh, like, did you have a favorite hobby? Were you yeah. into comic books? Were you? No, nah, I was, uh, I was a little bit of a sheltered child. Um, so we, we didn't do too much in the way of, uh, let me think here. So I would say we were big into hunting and camping and awesome. travel. We did a lot of that. My family did. Awesome. Um, getting into high school, I didn't do too much in sports. I was a cross-country runner. I think yeah. you said you were too. I so. am. I was a cross-country. Yeah. Well, I guess five or six years if you count middle school. Yeah, I was I was probably four, I think, myself. I did middle school and, and high school. I had a good time with that. Uh, and then my sophomore year I got into drama and so one act play was kind of the the thing that's um I took to it late but it it stuck so I really really enjoy what was your first play do you remember first play goodness I remember the play but I can't remember the name um 
I, yeah, I, I can't remember. You put me on the spot there and I don't recall the name, but yeah, it was, I was actually starting out on the crew and I don't remember if someone got kicked off the, um, I think they failed. And so they needed an extra small role and that it was you. And then, then it just took from there. Oh, awesome. I yeah. remember mine was uh midsummer's night's dream. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't remember who I was, but I remember I had to wear pantyhose. Oh, nice. Which is a kind of an embarrassing story, but that, that's as far as I want to go into it. <laughs> was, the, uh, was the makeup a thing for you, too? I, I was not crazy about wearing makeup. I, yeah, you know, I don't remember that being an issue oh, I, yeah? for me. No, I, It bothered me a little bit. but uh, Pantyhose bothered me. Yeah, <laughs> that would bother me, too. Um, but I will say there's an aspect of theater, because I'm a very creative person. Um, and I, I feel like I didn't really get to find my creative person until I left Paris, but, um, I think theater, even though it was in high school, was kind of the introductory to that world a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, and I've done a lot of theater things since, but so, okay. So theater was kind of things that was junior, senior. So the, I, I did it pretty heavy in junior and senior year and and I've done it some, even, even in the community here. It's, uh, I, I was folks would probably not expect me to say that I was pretty quiet up until theater. So really? I feel like I, broke I feel the shell. like theater kind of broke my shell out of, out of me a little bit and made me a, a bit more confident and able to able to do some of the things I'm doing now. Awesome. So 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 you graduate, what was the plan? What did you want to do when you graduated? So I, I looked around just trying to decide what school I wanted to go to, and uh, I really wanted to leave Nacogdoches. I mean, okay. th- it was a small town, like a lot like people I think around here feel like I got to oh. get away from home. I was the same way. Um, so I, I got to get out of Nacogdoches, but I got the best financial offer from um, SFA, I, okay. basically a full ride scholarship. So I well, I, I can't hardly turn that down. Yeah. So my, my dad was a my dad was basically the sole breadwinner and um uh he was a postal worker so not not, any, not anything to uh yeah. i was basically paying my own way so yeah so uh sfa was a financial decision and i'm glad i did it was you know even though um it was in the same town i grew up it it felt like a completely different town i still remember that first yeah. day walking different onto world. campus and you know, this is not Nacogdoches that i knew yeah <laughs> So what was the like? What was the major? What were you thinking? Did you did you go in and complete what you went in to do, or oh, did you change? Or? Not completely. No. So I started wanting to be an accountant. Okay. And got through about I think intermediate accounting classes and started realizing I'm more of a social person. Accounting is a lot more just straight numbers, which I enjoy mm-hmm. that side. But so I started taking finance classes about the same time and found investing and learned about the people side of investing and you know dealing with people and that just ever since i guess that finance class that i took then i knew that's what i want to do and be a financial advisor so that's the way i went so you switched after the first semester or so and went uh well that was actually into my i think second third year oh okay Um, so you didn't get into those courses typically till um, to your junior in college and so you went. You finished up financial advisor through mm-hmm. college. Did you enjoy college? Yeah, it was fun. It was, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Don't forget to throw in when you met your wife in here somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes so well, we bypass that. <laughs> I met her. Boy, that's I met. The strange thing is, I grew up in Nacogdoches. She grew up in Sherman. Okay. And we met in Valley, Oklahoma. 
believe it or not. <laughs> and it was, I, boy, she was a, where I were six years apart. She was uh, 12 years old, I guess, when I met her. So it was before college or anything. Oh, wow. Uh, we were just family friends. So okay. nothing okay. romantic at the time, obviously. But uh, yeah, so we had, we'd met before college and knew who she was, but didn't know her all that well. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So anyway, we, we didn't date for quite a few years. But uh, um, so yeah, that, that was... That would have been later. But yeah. yeah. My wife and I are actually six years apart, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, we also met very late in, in life, so. Yeah. Um, all right, so you graduated. What was the plan? Stay home? So, no, I, I, I still wanted to get away from Nacogdoches. My okay. parents had already moved, so I was in college. They moved to the West Metroplex area, Mineral Wells, Weatherford is where they live now. Um, and so the last year I was in college – they rented me their house until they sold it, and okay. uh, and then so I graduated and was looking to be a financial advisor with the company. Found Edward Jones. Awesome. Moved to St. Louis for about eight months or so, which is where our Edward Jones home office is. Oh, okay. I didn't so yes, yeah, spent it was kind of a uh, internship almost, uh, getting you into a role uh, fairly quickly, and then the plan from St. Louis was a eventually to go somewhere and so I had uh, this is fast forwarding a while but I had already started dating my wife and so we we were serious enough thinking I'd probably want to be uh, marrying her at some point so in 2007 I guess I was looking for a place in the Metroplex area. Okay. But I, I'm not a city boy, so I wanted to be in a small town. Outside of the Metroplex area. Right. Yeah. And something opened up in Paris, and I, had n- I knew no one in this town. <laughs> it was pretty uh, – actually, I, I take that back. I knew a, a, a friend um, that was going to PJC, but she moved away as soon as I got here. So, anyway, this, okay. this came an option. Two questions. Um Let's track back to how you remet your wife. Not remet, but remet your wife. Yeah, we we were family friends. I, I was actually kind of friends with her dad. He was a, he's a younger soul. Yeah, uh, and he and I went to concerts together, and we'd go to what concerts. Kind of concerts, I'm sorry. Uh, so let's see. We'd go to uh, rock concerts, and we went to Skillet quite a bit. Okay. That's a Christian rock band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and we hung out. Just kind of like uh, I would hang out with their family, and then I'm sorry. Maybe, at this uh, stage of your life, it's hard to picture you at a rock concert. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's one of my uh, that's one of my releases. I love a, I love a good rock show. Oh, so yay. yeah, that's fun. I've been in a mosh pit or two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not. All right, so you're friends with the dad. Y'all been to rock concerts together. Yeah, yeah, and then just it it developed into something, and next yes. thing you know, we're dating. And I moved off to St. Louis, so it was a long distance relationship for okay. a while. Okay. So let's see, I started in Paris in 08, and we got married April of 09. And then she moved here? In April of 09, yeah. Okay, okay. So so this is our 10th year we've been together. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I think we're about to hit 11. All right. So we're tracking right there with you. Yeah. Um, Okay, so second question. Um, What was your first thought of Paris? Like you pulled in first time. Had you ever been, like, drove through, as going a, somewhere? Yeah, as a kid, I came something. I, I, I was some kind of church deal when I was a kid. Okay. I don't remember all the details, but I'd been to church in Paris, and I didn't remember a thing about it other than when I was a young kid. But there was I, one. There was a memory, yes, but I yeah. don't I don't 
know much else. Uh, I'd driven through because, as I said, I I had friends in Valiant, Oklahoma. So I'd driven beside Paris, but not from Nacogdoches should go through Clarksville. Okay. Okay. Uh, But my first impression as I was driving here for this to potentially be my home, um, I was driving through, trying to remember how I came in. Um, The one I remember most is when I was actually moving here. But I was I was driving in on off of 195 because I'd stopped to see my friends in Valiant and was driving through 195. So I, I see all these mansions <laughs> as a young guy. I'm like, wow, there's this is a <laughs> this is quite the town. So that was my first impression. As I still remember driving in and yeah. and seeing all these beautiful homes on 195. That's fun. So yeah, yeah. So that was a, it. Was a good first impression from That's there. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, did how, like did you fall in love with the community like? right away or like not really no um did it take you a minute to kind of I, I did like it I could see a lot of similarities to Nacogdoches okay. uh, other than the university it's the same size awesome kind of has two main streets that most of the business is on and mm-hmm. um I knew I liked the size I knew I was close enough to the Metroplex and and honestly I moved here not really thinking I'd stay I, I mean I was 23 years old and yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. You know, I'm young and I could, I'll probably have other chances to go somewhere. At, at least at that time, that was kind of my thought. Awesome, awesome. Um, so you moved here. You, t- you did you? So I don't know quite how Edward. I know how Edward. What Edward Jones does, but I don't mm-hmm. know how like the inners works of it. Did you partner with a person in a building, or did you have your own building? So I I took over for a guy who left the company and, and went to another company. Okay. So I, I there was already an employee in an office set up with okay. some clients. So that was nice. I, I didn't nice. have to start from ground zero. Um, and so I I dealt with that for a bit, trying to keep as many clients as we could, and um. um and so I was then in that office over by Tony's Tuxes okay. um, behind Walgreens. That's where yeah. I started. And then I moved to my current location four or five years after that. So that's where I picked, basically, okay. is where I am now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, like, so do you still love doing financial work? Still? Oh, yeah. Up your, up your alley? Yeah, I, it's, it's great. You get to – so it, it – a lot of people just think it's just picking stocks and investments and all that, but I mean, there's some planning to it. But really, more than that, it's about relationships. You get to be yeah. part of people's lives, and when they tell you all your all their financial information, it, it's amazing where that takes you. So, when when that wall has been lowered, which is up for most people, mm-hmm. then they'll tell you about their family and their Aww. dogs. And you you've become. I've been in people's funerals before i've i've been invited to weddings i mean it's it's you you become a part of their family almost so awesome yeah so that's like i said earlier when i when i decided to go this route i was looking for more people-centered business yeah and i think i found it so that's amazing i love it what an amazing heart to have for your job yeah it's it just it keeps getting better I, i i don't get bored with it ever so it's pretty great that's amazing. So, okay, now, you ha- how many kids do you guys have? We've got three. Three kids. Mm-hmm. And y'all have adopted a few, right? One of them we've adopted, yes. That's right. So I two biological and one adopted. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and we could talk about that for an hour. Right? Right? <laughs> it's quite a story, but, yeah, it's been great. Tell us just a little bit. So, um, let's see here. We decided 
three, four years into our marriage, we were, we were starting to think, okay, probably about five years is when we want to have kids. And we had, we had seen some friends and family adopt and, um, had kind of gotten a heart for this is something we want to do. So Mm -hmm. we actually planned for plan a to adopt. It wasn't because of any fertility issues or anything. We just, we wanted to help on your heart. Yeah. Yeah. So we started that process. We were told it'll take six to nine months or so, which pretty typical for even, even the natural way of, Mm -hmm. of uh, biological children. But about two years in, well, this, this is not happening as quickly. So it took four years to adopt Shepherd, okay. and we had our first son in, uh, biologically in that in that four year period. Okay. So long story of where we made the decision to adopt from where we did, but we looked at all options and decided on Ethiopia. Okay. Um, and so we in two thousand and sixteen is when we went to officially adopt Shepard February of 2016 and we brought him home Good Friday um, about a month later so you, you know it's kind of a crazy deal but you went and adopted him first spent okay. about 10 days in Ethiopia okay. for that first trip and then had to come back home and let everything settle and then about five weeks later we came back and, and brought him home awesome so awesome. yeah it was a life-changing experience and Again, we could talk about it a lot, but uh, it, it was it was a great thing for for our family for sure. That's amazing. I've always had a huge heart for adopting, and I, we just haven't gotten there yet. And I maybe one day, I, ha- I would have I have all boys, so I'd have mm. one requirement. Yeah, it's got to be a girl. Yeah, yeah, you got to have a girl, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> I I don't care about anything else, where they're from, creed, race, color, right? Don't care. It's got to be a girl. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, so our, our youngest is a girl and she's oh, changed, changed the boys and changed us in a great way. Awesome. It's, it, it's, uh, being a daddy and having a little girl is something crazy good. Uh, it's I, crazy good. And I don't know why I'm more, I think more so to me than my wife. I, I want, I, don't, I think she's happy with boys. I think mm. I'm the one that really wants a girl. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. She's Gracie's about one and a half right now. So she's really getting her character and, and there's hearing her say "dada" and coming up and giving that hug. It's different than the boys. <laughs> it's, there's a different kind of connection. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to 20 years from now, whenever I have to fight off the boys. But last <laughs> well, why she's got older brothers. That's that's a great wall to help. Yeah. Right? Yes. Right. Exactly. That's what I think. So I've got I've got three boys now. So if we have a baby girl. I've got plenty of boys to help protect her. There you go. Um, Plus all their friends. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're, I think we're set. I think mm-hmm. it's easy. We just got to do it now. Yeah. So uh, I got to, my wife's not fully on board yet. Not that she's against adopting or anything, just that is it the right time? Is it right? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a, it is a commitment. Like I said, it was it's a big a f- decision. Four year, it doesn't take four years for everybody. But it was a four-year, sometimes a battle, uh, for us to get Shepherd where we when we were able to bring him home. Uh, but it is totally worth it. I mean, he's he's uh, he's been such a blessing. And um, yeah, also, one thing I'm starting to pick up, he doesn't have my bad traits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of my bad traits in my other two, but I don't oh. have to worry about that with him. <laughs> I, this is funny because just the other day, my wife and I were talking. We were getting on Liam, my oldest, because 
the way he says my middle child's name is just sometimes it feels like it's so full of anger. He's just like immense, and I'm like, why do you say his name like that? So I've, I've gotten on to him several times for saying that. He's gonna be embarrassing if he ever hears this, but. I'm, so the other day, I catch myself getting on to Emmy, my middle – his name's Emmett, and we call him Emmy in the house. Okay. But I caught myself getting on to him, and I caught myself saying, Emmett! <laughs> like, so <laughs> it really – like, it dawned on me that, like, Liam is just mimicking me yeah. when he gets frustrated with his, his little brother. And I'm like, dang it. So now I'm the bad. I'm the one that has to start watching how I'm saying his name because it's me, not him. Um, but that's just funny. We, we've been talking about that lately. Yeah, yeah. It's There's there's definitely some stuff bred into him that's just natural too. Yeah. That, that I, there's that nature versus, versus nurture. How old are your kids now? Uh, the oldest is eight, and then I've got a, an eight, a seven, and then uh, not quite a year. He's like 11 okay. months. Okay. It'll be a year and a couple weeks. So my, my both of my boys are five. Yeah. They're eight uh, eight months apart, and then Gracie's one and a half. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's almost like having twins, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, they're very. They wear basically the same size clothes, or that's have up great. until recently. And um, are they gonna wind up in the same grade? No, they're they're actually just the way, far just far enough apart. Okay. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah, probably having, good. Having some separation occasionally is good because yeah. they're together all the time. Right, and then they wind up in class together, and that's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. They share a room, so um, yeah. it's. Uh, I think it's probably good for them. Worked out well. I actually just because we have three boys, we we got a new house, and for some reason I was adamant about them having a triple bunk bed. Oh yeah, but like we ran it pop all the ones we could buy were either they weren't the right size, and or we were worried about their stability, or mm-hmm. like there's just always an issue with it. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna build it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna build triple bunk beds. So we found on Pinterest this like blueprint for triple bunk beds. And I bought all the wood and I sanded it all down. And we were going to paint it, but after sanding it all down, I was so wiped on, like, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. We're just, forget the painting process. We're just going to make sure it's smooth. There's no splinters. And I'm going to build this sucker. So then we, we built it all in like two weekends. Awesome. It took me like six weeks to sand the wood. And it took me literally like three days to, over over a two-weekend span to build the bunk bed with wow. like several several people's help yeah so, but anyway, that's impressive super random side story yeah i those those are great i'm i'm impressed by those triple bunk beds triple bunk beds i i try i don't know if this is the right way of parenting the fun thing about parenting as I, I tell my wife a lot of things i was like the thing about parenting is you get to do it your way yeah like it might not be the right way <laughs> but you get to do it your way yeah um but i try to live vicariously through my kids like mm-hmm. i want like like when i put up stuff in their room like I, I want to put up what I would have wanted and so there's Star Wars stuff in oh, their yeah. room oh, yeah. I mean these are all the things that like if I was a kid this would have been the the best room ever I don't know they may hate it but yeah. I, I mean, I'm a parent I get to I get to put what's in your room <laughs> at this stage of your life Yep. You get what I buy you. <laughs> so, you know. Do your kids, uh, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Do your kids actually like it? Or? Yes. Okay, well, that's good. My my oldest, he loves he loves sitting down and watching it with me. Because we watch the cartoons and we watch the movies. And when a new one comes out, we watch it. I, thought, I think he loves that time we spend together. Yeah. I don't know that he loves Star Wars as much as other things. I think he, he the oldest might even like Marvel movies more. Mm-hmm. The middle one. 
total Star Wars fan. Cool. I mean, he's all in. I yeah. think. I think. Sorry, I don't mean to st- hijack your your podcast. Uh, but I think my oldest is more like Kimmy, and the middle one's more like me. Okay. I don't know what the baby's who the baby is. Yet, yeah. But um, well, that's similar with my kids. Actually, my oldest is more like his mom. Yeah. And, and our adopted son is actually a lot <laughs> like me. So. But they're both scared of Star Wars. What? It kills me. Yeah. They, no. So they hard, they will hardly sit down to watch. In fact, for a long time, if I tried to make them watch it, they would hide from Darth Vader because Darth oh, Vader no. creeped them out so much. So oh, it really no. bums me out. I'd love to sit down and watch it more with them. So we watched them so much. I finally had a break into Marvel, and we're currently doing all the movies, but in a timeline order. So oh, not in release yeah. order in what time they took place. Okay, that's cool. So we're about halfway through all the all the Marvel, DC, uh, or not Marvel, mo- just Marvel, not DC. We're wanting to move to DC afterwards, but yeah, um, movies. So that's kind of what we're on right now. Don't you wish we'd have had that when we were kids? Man? Gosh, I mean, I, I I was in the minority like in Star Wars when I was a kid. Right, I was kind of the kind of the geek for it. Right, like period. <laughs> I took my wife this because she. She asked me the other day, she's like, I didn't really know you were a Star Wars fan to the amount that you are until like a year or two after I married you. Why is that? And I was like, well, I mean, as a kid, like it's not something you like bragged about. Right. At least in my, like in my years as being a kid, like you, like it would instantly go to its nerd. So if you're trying to impress a girl, you don't like bring up. Luke Skywalker right. in a conversation. No, not um, even close. <laughs> so I was like, so when we were dating, like the last thing I want to be like, oh yeah, and I'm a Star Wars nerd. Uh, yeah. Like, but marry me. <laughs> Don't forget. No, I was like, so I, it, it took it took a while before I started. She really figured out the depth of my, and really, the, to be honest, I'm more of a like science fiction space travel nerd. So I like yeah. I really love Star Trek. Yeah. I've watched all of them, even the old old ones. Oh yeah, same here. Um, and I mean Doctor Who, like anything that involves like space travel and sci-fi. Like I don't really go into paranormal stuff, sci-fi, but like space travel is my thing. I yeah. jam. Um, but Star Wars is still probably towards the top of that yeah. list of you know. Uh, I Pick. I, I'm kind of it, it's neck and neck. Sometimes I like Star Trek better. I think I'm the older I get, the more I like Star Trek. It's a little more sophisticated, and uh, it's, anyway, I've been, I've enjoyed both. <laughs> They're like I feel like it's with Star Trek. If you have the mindset of like some reality stuff, like hmm. I mean, it's still science fiction, but like you can be like I could see something like that action happening, like yeah. in Star Trek. In Star Wars, like it's like well, that's outside the box. Yeah. <laughs> that's way outside the box. Yeah. Which I love outside the box. That's just my jam. But sure. Well, now uh, we're assuming people like it now, and they're probably tuning yeah. out because of us they, geeking we, out into. We just lost like <laughs> half of my listeners because they're like, I don't want to listen to you talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, when did this become a Star Wars podcast? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that was my fault. <laughs> Maybe I should start a Star Wars podcast. Hey, you'd probably get some listeners out there. Uh, Kids are into it these they days. They are. I mean, well, I mean, they make a movie every year now. Yeah, they didn't, that didn't happen when I was a kid. No kidding. No and, kidding. You know. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit um, about like how you started getting involved in all the things Paris. Sure. Well, so. That's and, and by the way, I said earlier I, when I moved to town, I didn't see this as being a forever home. But that's that's what that's what grabbed me. And so for folks who struggle with Paris, 
I was told when I moved here all kinds of bad things about Parrish. You know, people like, eh, you're not going to fit in. This is a cliquish town, yada, yada, yada. Well, I have, n- I have not experienced that. I've, I've lived here 12 years now, and I think getting involved, it's just like anything. You, you get out what you put into it. So yeah. I uh, – I, I just kind of ignored all that. I've always been a joiner, I guess you could call it. I've, I've been in clubs and organizations and leadership for years, um, even into high school. So I've, I enjoy that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was young and single and had a lot of free time. So I joined I, whew, I joined way too many organizations just trying to meet people. Yeah, uh, which it, it just about killed me at the end because uh, I had to pull back um, – I was doing too much eventually, but early on it, it was a fast track to meeting people, which was, I needed to for my business. I mean, my business is based on the number of clients I have. So I needed to for business purposes, but also just, I needed to get to know the town and Mm -hmm. uh, I like giving back. I've always wanted to, I've, I've been a big brother since I was 17 or 18. So I, I joined the big brothers, big sisters. When I moved here, I, joined Kiwanis Rotary, the chamber. I was an ambassador um, just right off the bat. I just saw mm-hmm. these are things to meet people. Yeah, And great. it went from there. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I was recruited by a few folks. Uh, Becky Simple was one of the first people I met, just like most people. Yes, and love her. I still remember going to my first archery tournament um, at like 5 in the morning. And um, and she's got a funny story about that. I was I scared her to death because I, I, for some reason I thought I needed to be there. I think it was actually four thirty, and she and another lady from the chamber were at the uh, civic center looking out, saying, "Who is that stranger out in the out in the parking lot?" Nobody was out there, so I was freaking her out being there uh, by themselves at that time in the morning. So anyway, it was a it was a great experience getting involved. Awesome. Um, so you, I remember what was it? Two years ago, you were chamber. Um, was it what is it called? President or chair? chairman? Chairman. It was actually a few, three or four now. Really? Yeah, yeah. I guess so because it was when I was at it was when I was at Printworks that you went on. I think that's that sounds about right. Yeah, I remember going to your uh, to that ribbon cutting. Yeah, and then we got we, the uh, Printworks got the business of the year or something like that i think at the yeah. one where you switched over oh really okay yeah um, wow it's it's been a minute so i may be telling lies here but i don't mean to <laughs> no i think that that's feels about right I, I can't remember exactly but that that's about right I and guess. that was where i i think that was where i met you the first time i met you yeah um, okay because so, i thought it was interesting because my boss there was stephen terrell mm-hmm. and you're stephen gerald mm-hmm. which isn't confusing at all i it's we've been confused many times <laughs> with that <laughs> So, but awesome, awesome. So, how many board? How many things are you on right now? I'm on one thing right now. Really? Yes. So, what's your thing? So, right now, I'm on the hundred club uh, of Lamar County board. Awesome. So that is that is it. I'm I'm doing some things with my church and with my work beyond just my financial advisor role. But yeah, that's the only board. I I promised my wife after I finished. Basically nine years of, at one point I was on, I think nine or 10 boards at one point, which was insanity. That was, that was not good. If anyone is on, is doing that, they shouldn't. Yes. (laughs) Uh, It it was not good for my marriage or or a lot of things, but I figured that out. And so I started saying, I'm going to focus on one or two things at a time. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some wisdom in that. My wife has always been 
she's not against any of them, mm-hmm. but she's always been very like. We both feel like it's it's better to put a hundred percent of what time you do have to put towards a, an organization to an organization, mm-hmm. and then because if you start. Because I've been asked a, a few times for a few different boards, and, and all of them have been great boards, great, great organizations, great things that they do. And I really, truly want to be involved. But if I do what you you you're talking about, like it, you get there fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and they all do have needs. Mm. Um, but I, I I really feel like you know I, I fell into the chamber, and I, it's been really good for me, and I really love what the chamber's doing. I love Paul Allen, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I have a lot of ideas that I can help with the chamber. So I, that, that's kind of been my my wheelhouse since I've joined. I am a part of some. I'm PDA. Um, I'm on uh, the Grand Grand Board Restor- Restoration mm-hmm. Board. Yeah, I do have some others, but like. A lot of my focus goes towards the the chamber. I just miss where my people are. Well, that's one really cool thing about the chamber. And United Way was the similar board for me. Those are my two probably top boards I've enjoyed because they do have so many fingers and yeah tendrils or whatever you could say in other things. So mm-hmm. you you don't have to be as specialized. You can exactly. you can be involved in a lot of a things lot of and things. affect a lot of things. And you can even pull in. I mean, I've sit with down with Paul Allen. You can pull in the nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, multiple of them. Right. You can pull them in and, and be involved through the chamber. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I don't know. I just I love being a part. And I and you know a lot of people want to complain about this and that within the city or within nonprofits or within one whatever. But unless you're involved, I feel like you're mm-hmm. not gonna, it's not going to change unless you help make it happen. So if you do have a complaint, and we've said this on the podcast before, like go out and get involved. Go find mm-hmm. go find that one thing or nine or ten and, and get involved. Like Be a part of it and help make change. Yeah. That's the only way things are going to get better. Well, and, and one thing you hit it on the, the nail on the head that I've seen time and time again, Paris wants that energy and they mm-hmm. want that change yes and they have always like i was a 23 year old kid and i was given positions in paris that didn't make sense for a 23 year old kid when i first moved here and i was shocked that they would let me do the things i did i was chamber chairman at 29 30 years of age so that's uh that was a huge honor and they really trusted um got to trust me which i felt like i didn't i didn't really feel like i deserved (laughs) (laughs) because they were just so open to people who have ideas and people who want to work. Well, and it's really hard, and I see this. People our age and even a little younger than our age is, are just scarce mm-hmm. in these in these organizations. Yeah. I mean, and it's, you know, and maybe it's just like a finding yourself thing, and they don't find themselves until they're late 30s, and then they want to be involved. But, like, I really love seeing people younger than me I, I, I mean, I don't. It's rare. Mm-hmm. I, I'm usually the youngest person in the room when it comes to a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, but I love seeing the, the young folk get involved. And, 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 you know, it's a new blood, but it's not because we need new blood. But it's just that it's nice to see young new blood in the community because it builds the future. Right. And that's what we need. Absolutely. We and want Paris to grow. Yes. There's so much potential. <laughs> so we just, to get there, go be part of it. Yeah. Help us get there. Yep. I'd love to see some of our kids decide to move back. Yes. After they want go. to want to move yes. back. Yes. Because I'm I, I've said this. I wanted to leave. Yeah. I did not want to come back, but I'm very, very happy I did. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was when we my wife and I started talking about coming back, I was like, I don't know. I was very apprehensive, but I'm very, very, very happy that I did. I am too. I it's really been cool. I I've shared some similar thoughts of. I felt like I was the only 20-year-old when I was here involved in anything. All yeah. my all my friends were 40s and 50-year-olds. <laughs> so it's been really cool seeing you and several other folks that are around my age and younger yeah. start to just show up. And I, I didn't Dive know where everybody – Yeah, and, and really do a great job. That's it's awesome. really, really cool to watch. Well, and our kids – I love – like our kids are at an age – like you can, that they can watch it and see how it can help and how it can benefit the community. So then, when they're of the age, they can also be involved and be a part of their community. Like my dad did this. I want to do something like this, mm-hmm. even if it happens to not be in Paris. I'm, I'm not like one of those people that says you have to, you cannot leave. I encourage kids to leave, travel, see mm-hmm. the world. I did it, um, and you know, and I'm not saying you have to come back, but find a place and be involved. Yeah. Or come home and be involved. Yeah. That'd be great because <laughs> I be plan on staying here. Right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. So I know that's just where my heart is, I guess. It's a good place to, to have your heart, I think. Yeah. So what is it? Paris, it's always a good idea. It's always a good idea. I think I've heard that somewhere. So it's in a movie. Um, and actually, I sit, I sit with a bunch of um, – we pulled a bunch of different boards together and said we need to, we need to like, try to – brand Paris Mm -hmm. Um, and you know slogan would help Um, and actually a little tidbit of information I figured out in all this sorry I didn't mean to derail us again Um, so we originally did have a slogan it's the North Star of of Texas did you have you ever ever heard of that I might have heard it but I didn't know it was a slogan it's super old okay Um, and that's why there's a star in all the logos for Paris okay because we're in the North Star of Paris, Texas, and I can't, I don't remember its origins exactly. I think someone relevant said it at some point in time, um, and uh, so that was that was one of the older ones. But in a movie, I think it's an Audrey Hepburn movie. Hmm. She says Paris. It's always a good idea in reference to Paris, France. Sure. Okay. Um, and I like we sit down and we talked about it, we talk about it and the, and the concept. I mean, we hate ripping it off from a movie, but at the same idea, the concept, like, Paris, it is always a good idea. And the idea that, like, anyone could input their their business, their organization, I mean, you know, uh, United Way, it's always a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, Dead Cat Media, it's always mm-hmm. a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd always, you could kind of replicate that and utilize that and just brand Paris, the community, the people, the businesses, like, it, it just unifies us all. Yeah, I like it. I had not heard. I had not heard the story. I wondered when that came along, and I had definitely never heard about the North Star. That's so interesting. It was within the last year that we sat down and we started really pushing it. So it's been on billboards. We've mm-hmm. got two new signs going up on the entrances to Paris because the mm-hmm. ones that are currently there are like. 60 years old yeah yeah um and so we're working on those and it's going to have it on those uh websites we're starting to really i mean it's not one of those things uh that you can just change overnight it takes time so it's been kind of being implemented over the year but we really really love it um so excited good good stuff i we've been needing to do that entryway work for a while we talked about that my year as chamber chairman so i'm glad to hear that's happening well okay so i 
I went to Paul one t- one day, and I was like, because I I live in Reno, and I pass into Paris mm. every day, and it's got the mm-hmm. signs, got the circles on it, and it's got the organizations. I don't even know them all. I know Kiwanis is one, mm-hmm. and Rotary, Rotary is on one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lions. Maybe. Lions is one, and then there's a couple that aren't in existence mm-hmm. anymore. I thought so. Um, and I was like, like. Anyone driving through Paris, this is zero invite. There's mm-hmm. n- nothing about the sign makes me want to stay in Paris. So um, we just kind of got the ball rolling, and it's, and it's finally it's finally getting somewhere. Good, that's um, great. So we got work. two signs going up. I, I think we're in the works on two more. Um, the, we were we had a, a banner for downtown, but then the the storm blew it mm-hmm. over. I heard about that. So bummer. We'll fix it, maybe. Yeah. Someday. So, anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on my podcast. It's been great. Thanks yeah. for having me. It was a lot of fun. I agree. And people, if they didn't know you, now they know you. That's right. A little bit of Steven. And if, so, how, where can they find you if they need to talk to you on business uh, on a business side? So, I'm on North Collegiate in the yellow building just north of Paris Coffee in Teos Plaza. So, okay. on the opposite side of the road, 350 North Collegiate. Uh, uh, look me up on Facebook or yeah. anything like that. I'm, I'm available. And you answer questions about things and... <clears throat> Sure. Even if, even if they're not clients. Oh yeah. If if it's financial or if it's Paris related or if you're new to town and just trying to figure out how to get plugged in, I love helping folks figure it out. I felt like I I made some mistakes and I did some things right, and whatever it is I can help with, I'm here to help. Hit you up. That's right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, I try try my hardest to put out a new podcast every Monday. I know I'm saying that in this podcast, and I missed last Monday, but it was a really crazy week, and then I got sick over the weekend, and it just it derailed me. So I'm a, I'm a week. I missed a week. I feel super bad about it. My wife was like, don't get all worked up about it. Uh, so I try, I try really hard to put one out every week. Join us next week. Uh, go to the Facebook page, a, a group where I announce who's who's coming on the next, and you can see different kind of information. You can ask questions there, anything you want there. Go check it out. Uh, I also want to give one more shout out to, excuse me, <coughs> sorry, to our sponsor, Paris Chevrolet. These guys are so awesome. I love these guys. They are huge fans of mine. They they've supported the podcast from from the very beginning. If you have any car needs, any uh, if you want a new one, if you need to use one, if you have if you need work on the car you got, go check out Paris Chevrolet. They're going to be super nice. They're super fun. There there's some really just fun people up there. And uh, thank you guys again for sponsoring this podcast. See you guys next week. <laughs>